Hello and welcome to another installment of CSO Executive Sessions Australia. I'm Ed Kennedy, the editor of CSO Australia, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Simona Dimovsky, Head of Information and Security for Helia. Simona, welcome. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me here. I'm looking forward to our chat today. 2023, of course, follows a very, very eventful year for cybersecurity in 2022. How would you reflect on the year that was? Yeah, it was a really big year. Um, with with obviously across the industry, with a lot of the incidents that we had, um, it really brought home how you know being Australians and living uh, on an island. Sometimes physically, we think we are very far away from the happenings of the world. But what this brought forward is that we're really not that far away and global um, global incidents do uh, affect us, whether that is geographical uh, incidents, whether that is, you know, the war in um, Ukraine and Russia. All of these things really bring home the fact that we're not so far away as we as we physically think we are. And so... We've all, I think, across the industry as CISOs and, and, you know, cyber professionals, we have been looking at these events and taking real learnings from them. And wherever possible, we are looking at, you know, how can we implement the learnings that these organisations have had through the incidents? Um, how can we implement some of those learnings internally now? We don't need to go through an attack to know some of the things that need to be done. And if we haven't done them already, they're the sort of things that you know, as size as we're, we're, we're thinking about. So um, it has actually heightened the focus and and I think it was needed um, from a cybersecurity perspective. We, you know, I think as professionals, we always, we know that we're not, um, you know, no one is bulletproof, but at least from a government stance as well, I can see that there's been a lot of learnings that the government is taking from these incidents and enforcing and changing things for the better. So in my view, um, these incidents, you know, really have highlighted um, how much focus we need to put as a whole community, as a whole country um, in, in cybersecurity. So, you know, that that's a positive outcome that's come from all of this and maybe only one of the only ones. How do you see 2023 shaping up in the months ahead for cybersecurity? Yeah. I mean, what we're, we're every day, you know, there's a new alert. There's always ha something happening in cyberland. Um, and I'm talking at a global scale and I'm talking about, you know, the industry as a whole, um, not really speaking about, you know, anything like further than that. But what I can see is that, you know, we've got the threats are becoming more sophisticated and this is probably not, news for anyone in the industry threats are more sophisticated um there are you know clear intentions that some of the threats have had in speaking uh, particularly about australian targets so um that's not something that we normally see frequently happen um we also have this you know this probably self-imposed ban that used to be present um with cyber threats around critical infrastructure seems to be kind of breaking down. Um, so I think that, that you know, in summary, I'd say 2023, we really 
as an industry as a whole, um, we need to take a good hard look at the intelligence that we have from the events that occurred in 2022 um, and really focus 2023 on collectively as a whole country, as a whole unit, bringing about change faster in the cybersecurity space and protecting our country, but also protecting our organisations and us as individuals um, faster. Like that has to be the aim for this year. On the other side of the coin, what concerns you? What work do you think remains to be done surrounding the Australian cybersecurity sector? I mean, some of the things that come to mind straight off the bat, I do a lot of work in the space um, for cybersecurity, women in cybersecurity and or women in technology. So I do other, you know, I, I'm part of a number of associations uh, uh, which look at and, and um, associations as well as mentorships that I provide through the Australian, the New South Wales Cybersecurity Association or um, women in cyber networks. So look, I know that was a long intro to this, but one of the things that I'm looking at is, you know, how can we get more women into the cyberspace? We have a a shortage regardless. So regardless, uh, there is also that problem. Um, how do we get more people into cyber is probably the first question as well, because we do have a shortage in this space. How do we get more women in cyber as well? Um, we need more people to help do all the things that I mentioned earlier. Um, so that's one of the things that I, I constantly think about. Um, I think that's, you know, we have a skills shortage to start off with. So that's always on my mind. Uh, how do we move through things faster than what we have previously? It's quite a complex space. Um, that's definitely a challenge. And, you know, what sort of investment sometimes does that take in order to get, you know, projects and initiatives off the ground potentially and you know not talking about individual organizations but I'm talking bigger and broader because I feel like this is more of a national problem rather than you know just a particular um, organization so I'm thinking about it a little bit more broadly um, these are some of the things you know we're also looking I'm, I'm thinking about from from uh, you know people getting into this space what do they need to have? How do we support more um, individuals again to, you know, to provide some of the some of the services within cybersecurity? Because cyber is actually not always just about technology, and this is a popular misconception that many people have. And in fact, you know, there is the risk element in in cyber that we need more people in. So I'm not just talking about that technology space, but um, there's the risk element. There's the human element as well. You know, there is obviously, yes, the technical element management of, of um, environments as well and, and of the entire cyber um, sort of sector. So, look, big, big things. that I'm, uh, It's not that I'm worried about them, but I think we need to do something about them fairly quickly. How do you feel about the current state of cyber regulation in Australia? Look, I think one of the things that... Um, the incidents that we had last year and what they highlighted was that we need to have, you know, stricter, better, more enriched possibly regulation around cyber. And um, I can see that the government is 
making a move on that. And and so I think it's it was it's definitely needed. And I, but I think the right steps are being taken now towards having better regulation across the cyber industry. When it comes to automation, how would you reflect on the use of it in cybersecurity today? And what do you feel it's important all stakeholders remain mindful of going forward? Another really good question. Look, I think without automation in cybersecurity or any, you know, let's let's take any any area or function, it is really hard for humans just like to do it all. So I think automation is definitely necessary. It enables us to do things quicker, the speed of processing. It enables us to take out, well, not completely take away the human element, but, you know, ideally reduce that error of margin that, you know, if we have humans watching over machines or processes continuously, um, there may be an error of margin there where we can't cover everything as humans. So I think it's really important Automation at the right level is critical and quite key in order to be able to get through thousands of bits of data or millions, billions of bits of data, not thousands, um, at any given time. So I think I think it's necessary. I think we need to just be very mindful about the, the, type, the type of automation we are using. I know um, last year and probably this year there's been a lot of talk about chat GPT and, you know, what sort of support or how can we, you know, what sort of opportunities lie in having AI tools, as an example, um, help in this space as well. And 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 so my, the, the two sides of this argument is, you know, yes, we definitely need automation, um, but we just have to be really mindful with some of these tools that are out and they're fairly new and we probably haven't explored all the pros and cons of using them. And as a minimum, there, there are some, some things that we we shouldn't do when it comes to chat GPT. I won't go into them all at the moment, but I think it's a fairly new, particularly for that one, it's a fairly new um, uh, tool. And, you know, we, we really need to, we haven't had enough time to assess um, what all the impacts could be. So I think we just, we have to tread carefully, I think, in this space. What insights would you share specifically with cybersecurity professionals keen to learn more from another professional in their field? Look, I think in terms of the insights that I would share uh, from to other cybersecurity professionals, and some of these may not be, you know, groundbreaking insights, but obviously the first um thought and insight is to really stay across what's happening in the industry because things move very fast and sometimes it's well always it's quite good to be well informed with what are what is the industry you know what are the threat actors doing what is how is the industry responding what are the biggest threats that we have in this landscape what's happening in Australia what's happening you know further afield as well um, so staying well informed and understanding, you know, what the threat looks like from a cybersecurity perspective is always very important. I think another insight is to remember that you can't do everything. You can't do everything all at once. So um, some, you know, th th there's a lot happening. Uh, the answer to the first insight is that there's usually quite a lot happening. So one of the things, you know, it's really good to leverage um, 
your organization's uh, risk framework and understand, okay, where do we actually need to act and what do we need to do? This is still quite related to the work, um, but from a personal perspective, I think it's really important to keep, um, again, keep that network going because you do learn quite a lot from other people that are going through the same things. You know, I'm part of a number of industry associations, like I mentioned, I ESA, I have, I'm part of a CISO tribe. I am uh, part of the Security Women's Network, um, the New South Wales Cyber Security Association. I provide as well mentorship and coaching and advisory services as well for other people. And so, um, you know, it's really key to keep uh, keep connected with other people that are in the industry. Um it's also really key to, uh, you know, reach out. So if you are thinking about, you know, how do I do X, Y, and Z, or, you know, this is a problem that I'm having, there's there's quite a, you know, there's a whole community of people there that can help with this. And um, it, it's really important to reach out. Um, I think I think I'd probably leave it with some of those uh, thoughts and, the last thing I'd probably say is just don't forget to take care of yourself, you know, as a human. Um, really uh, remember your well-being. Uh, this industry can be all-consuming. It can be, you know, it never sleeps. You can be 24-7. There's always something to be looking at or doing, um, and there isn't enough hours in the day. So uh, last thought is as as a human, um, as a person don't forget to, to switch off and take care of you and with that last question that brings us to the end of this conversation here thank you to those in our audience and simona a special thanks to you for taking part in this chat today thank you so much just as this has been a great conversation here please keep an eye out for another installment soon of cso executive sessions australia